0: Time to get physical. This is Necessary Roughness on 89.1 FM, and now your hosts, Alex Silverstein and Matthew Mendoza.
1: let's get ready to rumble Matt Mendoza this is Alex Silberstein here alongside like I mentioned Matt Mendoza welcome to this week's edition of necessary roughness lots to discuss today Matt lots to discuss we'll start with with just briefly we'll, we'll touch on a few of the games last night um, the college football playoff games aired last night Friday night um, at first we watched Alabama kind of roll roll the tires off of Notre Dame and um, really not much to discuss there but i mean matt when you when you look at a player like mac jones who you know it feels like this happens so often with these powerhouse collegiate programs where you have these dominant quarterbacks who you know ride it out for two three years and then their backups you know get their shot right as you know those quarterbacks leave after their junior year and they're great players it happened with Dwayne haskins um I nobody else comes to mind right now but I mean it, it's happened countless times and Mac Jones has really been great this year connected with DeVonte Smith I want to say three times uh your thoughts on 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 him as a player uh and and his potential draft status and really the game as a whole well he's one
0: interesting one because he's like you say he's kind of one of those Alabama quarterbacks that just kind of is there and a lot of people just don't expect him to be that great and don't expect him to succeed um but he looked really pretty good yesterday in in that in that beatdown of Notre Dame which again I think the the game itself is a testament to more how the college football playoff is really not doing the job that it says it's supposed to be doing um but as for Alabama look Alabama is the the closest team to an NFL and they're not close but they're the closest thing to an NFL team you'll find in in college and and that starts with having at least a competent player um behind center yeah I mean Mac Jones I think yesterday definitely uh helped his draft status and i think what's going on what's going to go on in a couple weeks with the national championship game will also maybe look to to push him up draft boards a little bit maybe a quarterback desperate a, a, a really quarterback needy team that that may be looking at uh the whole landscape i know that there's a couple names above there's definitely going to be at least three names above him on the um the, the 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 draft boards but but maybe one of those those questionable teams maybe someone like carolina may look and say you know maybe teddy bridgewater wasn't enough maybe we can take a shot here with a new young quarterback maybe give ourselves uh, uh some options at the quarterback position and and maybe then we can figure out if if maybe mac jones will be our guy and so I think that'll come down to how how impressive he is in the championship game performance in in the coming weeks. I think it's not this Monday, but next Monday, right? So, um, I think it'll be interesting because if he has a really good game in that championship game against an Ohio State defense that that looked well put together yesterday, I, I think there really is an interesting debate to be had about about where Mac Jones really could fall in. Draft prospects, so I, I think it'll be interesting to see.
1: And it's always the conversation with Alabama quarterbacks uh, that you know they're surrounded with pretty much an NFL offense, and oh, yeah, they're well protected. Yeah. You know, Devonte Smith, Jalen Waddle, Najee Harris. Um, but to be honest, I've, I've seen Mac Jones do some good things. Uh, I don't love his throwing mechanics, and I mean, I could do an entire show on that, um, but. I'm just not going to go there. But yeah, I I mean, Mac Jones, great performance yesterday. You see that Carolina uh, is looking into Dwayne Haskins potentially as a signing to compete with Bridgewater.
0: Bridgewater versus Haskins. Oh boy. (laughs)
1: Like the most polar opposite of characters, by the way. It would be an interesting battle, but yeah, let's move on to, to, to the other game briefly, Ohio state taking on Clemson. I messaged in a group chat with you and Zubin, before the game, saying that Ohio State was going to win. And I said, Justin Fields is better than Trevor Lawrence, which is something that I've, I've pretty much stuck to. Since they were in high school really competing at the Elite 11, and I'm not sure if you know this, but Justin Fields was actually the number one quarterback in their class. They both, both are from Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, that, that it, it showed last night and I'm no Trevor Lawrence hater by any stretch of the imagination in terms of tools, you know, raw throwing ability. I think he's got, you know, the slight advantage over fields, but really the the the, the composure that Justin Fields has had throughout his entire career and and, and last night, especially, especially, I mean, after taking that, that that hit and, you know, coming back, delivering a, a strike to Chris Olave and then, you know, showing out after that, you know, we talk about the tour all shots and the tents all we want but you know justin fields looked great last night trevor lawrence i mean really did, didn't didn't have his opportunities it, it didn't feel like he had his yeah. opportunities yeah. and they couldn't get etn going uh, I'm, I'm i'm curious to, to, to hear whether you know that game changed your perception about either quarterbacks because coming in you know lawrence won zach wilson you know justin fields hanging around that two three area um, I've always thought Justin Fields was the better player, Um, but really just want to get your thoughts on, 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 on what, that, on what last night did for you.
0: Well, look, and one game isn't going to define anything for me. No, right? absolutely not. It just happened in one game. And I looked at that like, game last night and I was just like, you know, Drew Warren's a Warren's won a lot of games in his career, right? And he's won a lot of really important games in his career. He beat Ohio
1: State. He beat, he beat Justin Fields. Yeah,
0: exactly. Last, last year he beat Ohio State in the college football playoffs. So, Look, I- it wasn't the best game I've ever seen from him. It, there were some mistakes in there that it's just well, like, like you're going to have to rough those out when you get to the NFL. Um, You know, his ball security, he fumbled a couple of times late in the game where it was like, you literally cannot fumble there. Like, I don't care if you're being pressured. I don't care. You cannot fumble there. And you have to learn how to not fumble there. And, you know, he, he threw for 300 plus yards and, and had a decent passing game, but it just didn't seem like the same, Explosiveness, especially when on the other side of the ball, you'll see Justin Fields. And Justin, he looked tremendous. Even after taking that massive hit that looked incredibly painful in the midsection area, it he just kept going out there and throwing dimes. I mean, two 50, two 45 plus yard throws in the third and fourth quarter, respectively basically sealed the game um, that were just beautiful throws perfectly placed almost completely like half the field. And, and that's, if that's what Justin Fields can bring to you in, in a huge game like that, where, you know he's not really. They're seven-point underdogs, and no one really expected them to win. I mean, Dabo Sweeney. I mean, oh my God, how, how can that? How can you go out there and you just, go, you just say that Ohio State is the eleventh best team in the country, and then get beat by three touchdowns? I mean, oh my, Dabo. I don't even know what he had to say after, but but it could not have been worth my time.
1: I mean, that's just absurd. It's just so crazy to me, and you know, I'm 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 not. You know, saying anything novel here. This is pretty obvious, but I think there's there's no better way to rile an opponent up than exactly. uh, public than to publicly underestimate them and rank them 11th after you know last year in the Fiesta Bowl, they you know they battled Clemson till Literally the
0: last the came down to the last till,
1: till the end. And, and to rank them eleventh, and I'm sure Dabo Sweeney's defense is that they had six games, and to rank them in the top five would be, you know, disrespectful to the teams that 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 have played the full seasons. But oh my God, what are you thinking? What are you thinking, Dabo? Because he knew that this matchup was gonna was was gonna happen. He knew that he was gonna get Ohio State. I, I assume he, or at least he predicted it. He had to have known. He had to have known. He's oh my yeah. god. He had to have known it was it, the, the hubris from from Dabo sweeney who maybe is become a little overconfident you know with his couple of national championship rings um but anyways l- l- let's move on to, to to the real football and matt it's time it's time to, to really get that necessary roughness in because oh, there's right. there, a lot a lot is happening this weekend we're not going to predict lines because we don't we don't know wait week 17 i'm i'm i I'm not gambling this so many division games it's too unpredictable it, so many division games it's just so confusing we'll start in 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 the nfc east uh because it's just it's it's fascinating we we, we've talked about them ad nauseum this entire year as being you know potentially the worst division we had all seen and and it's going to come down to whether the washington football team led by alex smith can take on the philadelphia eagles and beat them and to be quite honest I know that Alex Smith is coming back. I know that they've gotten rid of Haskins. But if you're Philadelphia, you, you've, you've got to come into this game playing with a chip on your shoulder, you know, and to be the spoiler against the divisional team. That's why these Week 17 matchups are so fun because, you know, these spoilers, you know, often happen. I, I'm, I'm curious to, to, to know whether you think Washington can get this done because for me, I, I, I mean, they've, you know, that after the performance last week and you know with Haskins i'm wondering whether they've sort of turned the page on you know that 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 couple of week long rough patch um i'm not sure that they have to be quite honest and and i see philadelphia coming in and 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 giving them a hard time at home jalen hurts you know two three games under his belt i i, I think now is is his time to sort of make a statement as the eagles future quarterback man I'm, I'm i'm curious to hear what you think you know just from a mental perspective where both of these teams are at and, and how you see it playing out on sunday the sunday night game by the way al michaels cannot be excited to watch this game oh, he cannot yeah. be excited to watch this game <laughs> i am not excited to watch this game i mean if you if you told me that this is the last
0: time we have to talk about this nfc east race all year thank god oh my god okay it's been an interesting race i'll give it that it's been interesting to see these teams that should have been out of a team like dallas should have been eliminated seven, eight weeks ago. Okay, that a team like Dallas should not be in the playoff picture here in week seventeen. This is absurd. And to that degree, the NFC East is an interesting division. Have you ever watched an NFC East football game? Oh, I, I, I can watch only so much. Last week I had Jalen Hurts on multiple fantasy teams. So I was watching the Cowboys and the Eagles go at it uh, on one Pacific time here on Fox. And Oh, I just wanted to gouge my eyes out after two quarters. I mean, these teams are so terrible they don't know how to call plays they don't know how to manage their rosters they don't know how to do anything that's a semblance of a good team I mean maybe if Dallas had Dak Prescott then I'd be like okay fine Dallas could play spoiler because Dak Prescott is a good enough quarterback where he can use the weapons and maybe outshoot a team like Green Bay or Seattle but not this current team with Andy Dalton who had to get lucky with last week he played, well he played well last week against a very uh, mediocre Philadelphia secondary that's playing worse in, as the last couple of weeks have gone along. I mean, what? They CD Lamb gone. had two touchdowns. One of them was a 50 yard screen, like, screen pass where it was like, where is everybody?
1: How did he break free like that? It, Cooper and Gallup both went for 115.
0: And, and, and you think, and, and Gallup, yeah, exactly. Gallup and Cooper both had great days, too. And you think back to other NFC East matchups like the Ben DiNucci game of of the Cowboys versus the Eagles or any of the Washington football team versus New York giants games, which were terrible. I mean, if, if any, if any of those games are enough of an indictment, the I'd say the only exciting game was the, the, the second Washington football team giants game, which was a terrible game. It just happened to be good because it came down to the last drive. If any of those games are an indictment on the NFC East, then what we're going to get Sunday night is going to be probably a really low-scoring game where neither of the teams can move the ball because the Washington – it's all going to be on Washington, by the way. This one is all going to be Washington's fault. Washington's defense is going to be too good for the Philadelphia offense, and Washington's offense is going to be too bad for themselves. They will not be able to move the ball, and it's going to be mind-numbing as we sit there going, all right, I'm waiting for something to happen. I'm waiting for something to happen. And finally, Dustin Hopkins will kick a 55-yard field goal with two minutes, two minutes and 30 seconds remaining in the game, and the score will be – 16 to 10 and that will be the final score I guess because Washington has actually a good part of their team in their defense so I guess it's gonna be Washington but I'm not excited for the Washington football team to host a playoff team against (laughs) against what's gonna look to be like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are gonna come into town and assert their dominance over this wannabe Washington football team that by the way you want to talk about a team that's going to be looking for a quarterback in the offseason. Uh, that's the team so and maybe in then they'll be interesting but for now oh boy i think i think Dallas would have the most interesting playoff matchup by the way but i think Washington's going to win so we're not even going to get Dallas
1: an, an, an interesting point that that I'll make just in terms of of what I've seen from Washington the past couple weeks. Obviously, Gibson returned last week after missing the week before. Really, I, I mean, the most talented player on this offense is unquestionably Terry McLaurin, um, the the dynamic you know Ohio State receiver, and and it's been interesting to watch his his you know sort of season play out with you know, Haskins starting, Kyle Allen coming in, and then Haskins, you know, returning. He started the season pretty well with Haskins going for 61, 125, 83, and 118, and, you know, ultimately developed a rapport with, with Alex Smith, but these past couple weeks have been rough. Uh, since uh, Dwayne Haskins has returned as quarterback, he has had two receptions for 14 yards, two receptions for 24 yards, and seven for 77. I'm wondering whether Alex Smith returning can sort of jolt him back into the passing game because at this point it's 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 really just just Logan Thomas who's been making plays, which is you know so interesting. The converted quarterback. So I I, I mean I think if McLaurin can get involved and you know they work Gibson and I actually think that Washington can move the ball. You know, the real question is, is, is what happens on the, on the back end there and whether they can, you know, finish their drives with touchdowns. I think that'll be the difference in the game. I think red zone and turnovers, as, as most games do, uh, will we'll, we'll decide the fate. But, I mean, I am so unexcited and just can't tolerate the – I can't tolerate the networks. I can't tolerate NBC. I can't. I cannot do it because they know they know that the NFC East has the biggest markets with Washington, Philadelphia, Dallas, and New York. Yet they subject the, the the purist, you know, the the football purist, uh, such as ourselves, who want to watch For football, me. not a want to watch football on Sunday night. That's what we want, and we have to watch no. the NFC East six times. It's 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 agonizing. It's I, agonizing. I, it's.
0: I would rather watch the, the, the Rams Cardinals. Like, I know that Jared Goff's not going to be out, but honestly, Jared Goff not being out might be more of a reason to watch it because it might be interesting to see how Sean McVay is going to work with a quarterback like that's not Jared Goff. And maybe he'll be better than Jared Goff. I mean, I, that and that's a playoff game too. That is literally a playoff game where the winner goes to the playoffs. So why not that game? Because the NFC East, oh boy, I'm so excited.
1: I honestly think I'd rather watch John Wolford than Alex Smith. I, I, think, think, so. I think I would. I, it's more interesting. It's more, I know what I'm getting out of Alex Smith. I'm getting check down. could be anything. He could be Jared Goff. Um, he, he, he could be better than Jared Goff. I'm at Alex Smith. I'm getting check downs. I'm getting, you know, max 15 yard completions and I'm getting a healthy dose of a bowling ball. Antonio Gibson, who, uh, you know, people. there's nothing, you know, Jalen Hurts is is, 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 is on, on the other hand is, is, is exciting, but it, it's 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 so aggravating that that NBC continues to sell out for numbers, you know, as opposed to, to good football. Let's move to the other game in the NFC East. We're, of course, talking about the Cowboys playing the New York Giants. The good news for the Washington football team is that they'll that they'll they'll have a good sense of, you know, well, I mean I guess I guess either way they're they're they're, they're winning and so it doesn't really make a difference I cannot see the New York Giants winning this game Matt I can't I can't I can't I can't I think I think we've come to the point and I think you'll agree with me with a, a, a few of these quarterbacks drew lock we agree that drew lock his fate his fate is sealed he, he, it's done the experiment oh, is sucks. cried tried and failed tried and failed and I would at this point argue the same for Daniel Jones I think I think it's over I just have seen such poor quarterback play from him his inability to move the the ball down the field and and you know really go go through his progressions has has really you know taken all faith out of the Giants for me I think the Cowboys win this game you know pretty handily they're a three-point favorite in Vegas Matt your thoughts on this one
0: I mean, I completely agree, by the way. I think Daniel Jones has been is a failure, abort mission. This is terrible. It, go move on, go find something else. It was a mistake to begin with. And now we realize that you guys didn't see something we didn't see. He is now a mistake, and they have to move on. I agree with you. Dallas is going to win the game because again, it it comes down to that. Dallas can actually move the ball. I mean, the Giants they just don't score i mean and if you want like you want to talk about their opportunities they've had opportunities the browns two weeks ago which we agonizingly had to watch on sunday night like we i mean they were horrible they couldn't move the ball the week before against the cardinals one touchdown they got beat by four touchdowns there was no agency to move the ball at all last week i know the ravens are playing well and they are a good defense but again another game where it was just ineffective moving the ball. There was a clip from Daniel Jones where it was like he threw the ball in the field of play. He wasn't throwing it away to nobody where he just thought somebody was going to be there and there was nobody there. And most of the time when I think about that, I go, you know, it's probably the wide receiver's fault because the quarterback knows the playbook well enough. And I think, I think if there's a miscommunication, I'm going to lean on the court. That time I was like, no way. It had to have been Daniel Jones' fault. It had, And that's the testament to Daniel Jones, where something as simple as a route Uh, uh, miscommunication with a wide receiver. I'm blaming on the quarterback, which I never do. I'm just, I'm done. I don't want to see Daniel Jones anymore. I think this, this should be it. He's a backup quarterback in the NFL. He's a fine backup quarterback in the NFL, I think, but he's not a starting quarterback. We're done there. Andy Dalton is more of a starting quarterback in the league than Daniel Jones is. So, and I think that, that that, that should tell you everything you need to know about Daniel Jones. I got Dallas. I, I think, you know, they could luck into a playoff spot, which again, five, six weeks ago, you tell me that the Dallas Cowboys are going to the playoffs as the NFC East champion. I still listen, even in the NFC East, said, nah, they're too far out of it. That's how bad the NFC East has been. And that's how happy I am that this is almost over.
1: Daniel Jones in the red zone inside the 20 this year has had some, some abysmal stats. Abysmal oh, stats. I- He's got six touchdowns in the red zone this year which is second to last behind Sam Donald in terms of the starting quarterbacks. Uh, He's got a 53.45 completion percentage, only better than you guessed it, Sam Donald, who is at, Uh, oh my God. (laughs) Take take a guess at what Sam Donald, Sam Donald red zone, Sam Donald's red zone completion. What do you Um, think it is? is? If Jones is at 50, let's call it 54
0: uh i'd say probably high 30s then somewhere in 30 37 oh no (laughs)
1: hey
0: hey, okay okay by the way i have to dis i have to dispel this right now all right this is what this is for is what this show is for i heard some people talking that the jets don't need a quarterback and that they can stick with sam darnold and that they should trade down or draft panacea I'm going to tell you this right now. The Jets need a quarterback and they need a quarterback more than almost any team in the league. Okay. I don't care how well you think Daniel Jones or uh, not Daniel Jones, Sam Donald has been playing the last couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. The Jets need a quarterback. I don't care if it's Trevor Lawrence. I don't care if it's Justin Field. I don't care if it's Zach Wilson. The Jets need to save their pick and draft a quarterback because you look around the league and you say, hmm, what's the common factor between all the teams that are in the playoffs? At least on a bare minimum perspective, they have at least an average quarterback. And Sam Darnold, is not an average quarterback. He is very bad. And we saw it this year when he was horrible under Adam And Joe Flacco comes in. Joe Flacco, okay? A guy who I never thought I'd hear the name of again after he disappeared from the public limelight many years ago, pops out of nowhere and says, hey, I can actually run this offense better than Sam Darnold and score some points. And the Jets' most competitive games of the season outside of their win last week and their win the week before that were the Joe Flacco games where he came in there and actually started moving the offense. I guess Sam Darnold has done better the last couple weeks. I've said that multiple times and I'm saying it again, but you, we are not, not going to bank on a guy who's been abysmal his entire career based on two or three games where he has not even played good, just not horrible. Okay. Matt, so the jets need a quarterback.
1: Sorry. You lost me. You lost me after you said that Darnold was worse than Joe Flacco. That's where you lost me. I was on board with you until then, but but, they're, but if that, ne- they're right there, if not, if not, I mean Joe was,
0: Flacco came into the offense and started moving the ball. I don't think we hadn't seen Sam Darnold do all season.
1: It was good news for for the good news for Joe Douglas and really the entire front office in New York is that Sam Donald is entering his last year of his rookie contract. So hypothetically they could bring another rookie in to compete with him in camp. They don't have to make a decision yet. And, you know, they could watch that play out. So, you know, the jets are in a really interesting position, obviously, and I've made my case for them trading down um, and, and filling out other holes in their roster before they take the quarterback because I, I, I'm not ready to give up on Sam Donald yet having played the first two years of his career with, you know, defensive minded Todd Bowles and then switching to Adam Gase. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not fully ready to give up because of the games I've watched. I mean, he, he's, he's capable of making plays. You know, it's not like Daniel Jones where, you know, you're watching it and you're saying to yourself – you know, I, I I don't know how you even move the ball. I I mean, I I think Donald has, 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 has some tools. He's, he's mobile enough. He throws well on the run and, you know, solid progression thrower. And I saw more out of Sam Donald than I did in Daniel, than Daniel Jones in college. But yeah, no, I, I I agree. At least getting, you know, a rookie, a veteran who's more competent than Flacco to come in and at least compete with, with Sam Donald is, 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 is 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 i think a must for joe douglas uh we'll move on matt and let's let's just briefly talk about some playoff scenarios because it's very interesting that last spot in the afc is 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 is, is going to be fascinating to watch we've got the miami dolphins the baltimore ravens cleveland browns and the indianapolis colts and the tennessee titans competing for that spot although the titans look are are looking like they're going to win that division barring a loss to the houston texans so the dolphins are going up against the buffalo bills and and you know it's an interesting conversation because if you're the bills you're essentially playing for that two or three seed and i think there's a chance they have sean mcdermott hasn't said anything yet that they do start matt barkley and sort of remove josh allen I'm, i'm 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 wondering how you think this game plays out? Obviously, Ryan Fitzpatrick is unavailable. So sad. And it's gonna be Tua's responsibility to you know come in and, and and move this ball. The over-under is 42. I would take the under in this game personally. And you've got Leslie Fra- Frazier on the other side, a defensive coordinator for Buffalo, who 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 is one of the most impressive coordinators in the NFL. And I think this really depends on whether Josh Allen plays. If Allen plays, I think it's 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 a blow a blowout in Buffalo. Oh yeah, it's not good. If he doesn't, I mean, they've got a chance, but 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 even so, I'm just not sure. I've I've seen enough from Tua to trust them to get it done against really anybody.
0: No, I completely agree. I mean, Tua last week was uh, was horrible. He again, we're talking about yeah. quarterbacks that just for some reason can't move the ball and Tua.
1: F- you want to hear you want to hear the best the best the best bet i've ever made in my entire life please a player prop to uh under 32 and a half yards on his longest completion
0: oh per- oh that's free i mean that's free. free and that's the problem with Tua right now is that he doesn't feel confident in the pocket he doesn't feel like he can really stretch plays and make those big plays that are needed to win football games. He was super conservative last week. He, f- it feels like he doesn't, it feels like he doesn't have the confidence to, to, to really make those plays that matter. And when Ryan Fitzpatrick came in the game again, it's, it's polar opposites where it was like Tua was too reserved and Fitzpatrick, you know, 30 or whatever, however old he is just comes into the game and just, starts to sling it because that's all that he cares about doing because he knows that this is, this is it for him. He, his football career is winding down. So it's this aloofness, this freedom that Ryan Fitzpatrick has that he needs to teach to Tua to just be like, to go out there and be like, man, to win football games, you just have to not care at least a little bit. And that's what's going to see. And I agree. If look, if Josh Allen, I don't think Josh Allen's going to play tomorrow. I think Sean McDermott hinted to the the starters, um, most of the starters being benched, which is what they should do, I think. Um, but if Josh plays tomorrow, yeah, I mean you're gonna have a tough time because man, that Monday Night Football game, I don't know, man. The, these last couple of weeks have really flipped me on the Bills. I went from a from a Bills, eh, maybe not, maybe they're okay, to okay, maybe the Bills. Like seriously, when you think when I think about it now, and I think Bills versus Chiefs, I go the Bills could win that game. The Bills definitely like I, I would be scared if i was a Chiefs fan versus if you're the chiefs and you're playing the steelers or the or the titans you know you go into that game and you're like okay we're probably going to win and a loss would be a shocker against the bills i think a real matchup where a chiefs fan would actually think all right wait we, we, we gotta be on our game here because josh allen has proven he's gonna put up a lot of points on teams that aren't ready for him so yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting to see um for the afc playoff picture i I kinda of want all the teams to make it, which is kind of sad. Like one of them's gonna miss it. I heard Phil Rivers might retire if the Colts lose tomorrow. So tomorrow might be the last game of Phil Rivers's career, which would be insane. I don't know if
1: he'll, know if he'll retire versus, you know, I think he hinted towards it. Well, he he understands that that, you know, the front office. I don't know if they can tolerate much more of Philip Rivers back there and you know. If Phillip Rivers is getting offered that Tony Roma money from these TV networks, exactly. come on. Um, but
0: I just think it's interesting. Like it's kind of sad. I mean, that's a, that's a quarterback that's been around my entire life, just always uh, in the football. And this could be the end of maybe that Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers era, you know, of those quarterbacks, Drew Brees and all those guys Drew Brees might retire. I mean, this is, this is a turning point in NFL history right here. This this era is coming to a close.
1: You know, it's just so crazy to me that the NFC has been the superior conference in the NFL for so long at this point. And it feels like things are starting to kind of change a little bit, to me at least, you know, just with with the amount of parity that there is in the AFC. AFC and parity doesn't necessarily mean translate to superiority, but I'm just looking, I, I'm I'm looking at, you know, these matchups, the the playoff pictures, and I honestly think that the AFC is 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 you know pretty much neck and neck with the NFC at this point. Um, unfortunately, we're out of time. We can you know go on for hours discussing playoff scenarios. I mean, the Colts are a lock against the Jaguars. They just need one of the Browns, Dolphins, uh, Ravens. And um, forgive, am I forgetting another team? No, just, right. those, just those three. Those three teams to lose. What a shame if they if, if, if they miss the playoffs. Uh, they, had they had it last week. Had They they had it last week. You know, I think those two. The, those two. <laughs> I mean, I think their two tackles being out really hurt them, especially Costanzo. And you know, they wore down in the second half, and the the, the Pittsburgh pass rush was just able to get home so so frequently. Um,
0: it feels like they weren't running like why was Jonathan Taylor not getting the ball in the second half like you're up three scores let's just get this game over with that's what running is for
1: yeah I I, I hear you Matt I hear you Matt and unfortunately we have to conclude here but uh friends thank you for listening um tune in 89.1 FM next week uh Saturday 4 30 p.m that's eastern time. Card show. time. To catch us again we will be talking wild card we will be talking everything anything and everything playoff related we're so excited to jump into it uh have a great rest of your weekend and we will see you next week